Brad Hort talks sci fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fan of Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory. That was an amazing episode. I'm telling you, there's keys going on. The end of the world's happening. Mayakoski is a bear. And a womanizer, but we knew that. Yeah. Point four. Oh. That bear is a dick. (laughs) Cats are very useful in this world. Meow. Poor thing. Which makes no sense whatsoever, but hey, whatever. I mean, well, no, it does make sense because we've known it forever. They say that animals can sense the supernatural, and apparently, uh, cats can sense lampreys very much, and their heads explode. Well, that's the part that I didn't say made sense. It's like cats and lampreys, and oh, whatever. We'll go with that. I'm fine with it. Anyhow, before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist and show recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, guess what's on Facebook like a couple of times? Um, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he's in there a lot. He like owns the whole <laughs> shitting, like the whole shebang. Yeah. <laughs> but besides good old Mark, who's not a part of one of our groups, you can find us. We have a peer fandom group, uh, Facebook group for the no, not magicians, Van Helsing, which just ended. Mm-hmm. And Van Helsing was awesome. If you missed the first season and this season, go catch up. It's a great show. Oh uh, but if you want to yeah. talk about the magicians or just about anything else in the world, you can find Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom Podcast as well on Facebook. And again, like we talk about any and everything there. Like I'm going to tell Brad that I bought three different tickets for Black Panther. Many for three different showings. So I'm going to be ready to go. Okay. I think you're good. Three different showings. You're good to go. Yeah. Like at one for each day of the week. <laughs> nice. oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm telling you, I can't wait. Yeah, um, me too. And we'll uh, but over at in, uh, Pure Fandom, we will be covering that as well when it comes out too. Oh yeah, we'll definitely be covering it uh, on Pure Fandom, and also we'll be talking to Susan and Kelly again over at Geek Girl Soup. So you know, how, or you can come with us too. Like okay. I'll tell Susan, Sweet. Brad's coming. She'll let me play along. All right. So what was this one about? Oh, this episode was about so many things. This episode was 302, Heroes versus... I'm, I'm just going to say Heroes versus Morons. Uh, this episode was Heroes and Morons because, of course, we got the epic speech from Margot. And, you know, when it comes down to it, Brad, when it comes to being a hero or a moron, you mm-hmm. know which one you better be. Uh, hero. No, moron. Exactly. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Sound advice so, in the apocalypse also. Yeah, that is the best <laughs> advice uh, Period, point blank, in the apocalypse. Follow it. So this episode, we got Shadow Bat's family trips with Elliot and company. We had the return of his daughter, but not quite like anyone would have expected. Uh, We had the return of Alice and her different cats, a.k.a. alarms for the lampreys. And we had the epic adventure in trying to track down Mayakovsky's batteries. Yes, he's still around and doing his thing. Being a man whore. I have to admit, though, I love the intro to this episode. Oh, absolutely. They do things differently every single time, and this was no exception. Yeah, the Tale of the Seven Keys, Chapter 1. We learn about the castle at the end of the world, and yeah, 
After Island and everything. It's going to be interesting. So I really like that the story in the book isn't just a simple retelling of everything that we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good. We have new stuff because they're outside of Fillory, which is great. Right, right. Um, one of the things that I found interesting was that Doc Fock got the uh, clock sent from Ember's estate. Yes. So uh, I want to see the liquidation of Ember's escape. Whatever uh, estate, I mean, whatever happened to Cube World. I'm pretty sure that um, our favorite fanboy has custody of all of Ember's remnants and Fillory property. Like he's the other fanboy of, in that world. So it's all hanging out somewhere. We we have. Yeah, he's got this- a, He has a little room. He has a special Fillory room. Yeah. We're gonna find it at some point in time. I'm sure. All this special stuff that Ember had hanging out in his place is it's gonna yeah. show up again at some point. Which is yeah. good because you imagine if you had the the items that a god had, they would come in useful at some point in time. Yeah, they should be god touch items as well, infused with magic. And maybe they are, and they just need to be activated. So maybe that's why they were looking for the battery. Right. So Which Mayakoski made all those batteries, and they can get the one of the batteries to power the clock to get them back into Fillory. Right. And and, and help Elliot. <laughs> poor, poor Elliot. Yeah, because magic might be dead, but Google isn't. What it is not. To find Mayakoski. Which, a good point, if they didn't have Josh, I don't think they would have found him. They would not have. Because like, I wouldn't have even thought to look for the hedge, which, which is bars at all. And or I, even put together the fact that he, the bear was and, Misha. And that was the best part. And look at this. Look at the bear. Point four. The bear is a dick. I mean, <laughs> it's right there. You know, most bears in a bar really aren't pleasant. But this one, he's really, there you go. He got turned into a bear. He deserved it. I, yeah, Josh just knows how to look for all the weird things. And I love the fact that he was looking for it while he was like firing off the bong. Of course. Because, you know, that's what he does. <laughs> One of the things that we notice in this episode, too, is we have this thing that's running along the ground and crawls up a construction worker's leg. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of so I think I think that was the lamprey. I think it that, wasn't quite like I expected. I we didn't really see anything. That was the weird thing about it is you know it's there to get, got the got the construction guy, so we know that's not going to end up bad, good. Well, I keep thinking of the huge fish that she killed last season, so I keep waiting for it to be like that size, and it it wasn't right. Not that we know of. Eh, not true. It could get <laughs> bigger. Right, the construction guy. That's the vampire from uh, last week, right? No, it wasn't. It was somebody else. I thought that was a vampire. Nope, that wasn't okay. a vampire. The vampire knows better. I'm sure the the lamprey doesn't, or whatever that was. Yeah, I'm sure the lamprey doesn't mess with the vampires either. But yeah, it was something else. So we track okay. down. Josh knows where to track down everybody. Uh, well, not Josh, but Quentin knows after they go to the bar with with uh, Katie and mm-hmm. find out that yes, Mike Husky was there, and hey, he was with some crazy woman that was drunk also. And, of course, you know, Q goes, was this her? And we find out it was Emily, who is married to Mike Hosky now. That was a bad move, lady. Yeah. She, well, she is a little on the psycho sage anyhow. You know, she had some issues going on there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And I could have, uh, this is one of these things. Didn't she have illusion magic going on disguising her face anyhow yeah okay 
so magic is gone. Are we just not paying attention to that? All right. So what, what does our face really look like, though? I, now, I, I would have to go back and take a double check, but I swear this happened. Unless something, unless I'm just totally missing something. So when Alice's brother was doing his magic thing mm-hmm. before he disappeared, she did some sort of magic also that like melted half her face. Is this coming back to you? No. And I mean, she, I remember her doing illusion magic so that she would look like Alice and so that Q would look like uh, Markovsky. I remember well, that I th- part. See, maybe that's where I'm going with it. I don't know. It was something else. I, I swear mean, that Markovsky helped her out. It. Yeah. And that kind of fixed her, fixed her looks versus magic because I swear that like Q like did something to stop it. I, I you know I could totally be wrong on that. I, I don't know. I so sw- you're taking us back to season one, right? And I swear I remember <laughs> that from season one. Well, well, we'll look into it. Okay, we'll get back to you on that next episode. Okay, people. So yeah, we'll let you know because I swear that that will happen. And honestly, <laughs> I didn't think about it until just right this moment. So I didn't have time to go back and look, but I swear that happened. But we know that her and Mike Husky had a thing. She's married to a bear. Interesting. Yeah, and she pretends not to know anything about what possibly happened to him. And she thinks he was there to meet somebody. So Yeah, and she's been drunk for like five days. Yeah. And starts with, hey, do you want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> just because that's I how mean, if there's happens. no magic in the world, why not? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, no magic. What everybody else is having issues with it. I mean, the hedges are are bored, and the hedge witches, you know, are also saying that magic is back and it's all over the place. Quentin thinks it's Alice who's doing it because why not? She was a niffin after all. And yeah, if uh, Julia's God touch, you would wonder why Alice didn't have something since she had the whole Niffin thing going on. Well, I think it's because she got turned back into human. And when she yeah. was turned back, she lost that magic that she had from... Oh, her. yeah, she lost all her, her all knowledge of everything. Okay, Right, because the... Uh, the What's his name? Not the friar, but the father, the, the other one who was a Niffin, came yeah. and warned her about it. Yeah. Because he never, but he no, she she had all the knowledge in the world when she was a niffin, and right. then like she was trying to write everything down. Remember when she came back and she she just lost it all. Yeah, she was losing all that all that knowledge and stuff like that. Because you remember when the father came back last year and at the end of last season and warned her about it. Yeah, he was dying because he couldn't. He was a niffin, and that magic was dying. that was keeping him alive. Yeah. So yeah, when she turned back to human, she lost all her knowledge. All that stuff that was in her head kind of went away. Her net. But uh, she's still the torture artist. She still is. The t- I, is it torture art? I think it's torture I'm, I'm artist. I'm pretty sure it's torture artist. I, like, I went back and watched it again a couple of times. I could, and the way he said it, it sounded like torture artist. I could solve this problem by turning on the closed caption, but I think torture artist is perfectly well for her. I mean, come on, her niffin days. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on with her niffin thing that I think we may find out about that... Because we still have this, you know, what? Why is the lamprey after her? I don't know. That's well, we question. know, we know. Even when we're talking about the other, the other fish that she killed, I call it a fish. Uh, like she was just killing things indiscriminately last season when she was a niffin. She was doing all kinds of crazy crap. Yeah. The, so there were certain things that she didn't remember doing. Yeah, the angler fish. The angler. Yes, the angler fish. Had the little kid. That thing with the hangy. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, so I think I, we're going to have to find out sooner or later. It's it's just there. It's just teasing us. I mean, whatever it is, it killed that cat pretty well. 
Uh, yeah. That was so messed up, especially when uh, the guy who sold her the cat was like, please swear on this Bible that no harm will come to this cat. And she didn't really answer. Uh, yeah, as soon as he said swear on him, I'm like, oh, that cat's not going to. Well, you knew right away the cat yeah. wasn't going to do good. Poor little kitten. Um, Before we get there, again, can I mention the fact that they all split up to go, go investigate these hedge witch uh, uh, magic things? And of course, Quentin and uh, Julia are going to the orgy sex that Josh wanted to go to, but of course he couldn't do it. <laughs> just, I just got a kick out of that. And Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to focus. Yeah, it just wouldn't have been there at all. <laughs> I felt sorry for the poor uh, Central Park police officers. <laughs> like, folks, please put your clothes back on. <laughs> yeah, put your clothes on. And... Was it was it Julia that said it or Kate? You know, it was Julia that said it. That you know, the spell was cast by women, but the bungles don't know it. I always love it when they call well, call the normal people muggles. It just <laughs> it's the perfect little mixture of yes, Harry Potter is alive in this universe. We just I mean, they it. mentioned him last episode. I I know that's what I mean. The fact that they call them muggles is just the best thing ever because it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah the muggles, whatever. And then you have people <laughs> are like, what is a muggle? Read Harry Potter. Come on. Get into it. Watch it, people. <laughs> but then we find out it wasn't Alice who was doing it, but uh, Professor Lipson. Yeah. I did not expect to see her. No. I did not expect her to fall for Mayakovsky's crap. She was tougher than that. Yeah, she did. And she's the one who uh, decided to change him into a bear. No, she didn't. Oh, no, that's right. It but, wasn't but, her. But she was the one who decided to do the batteries. That was not Mayakovsky's doing. Like, he's just riding along. She's the one who saved all the energy and magic in those batteries. Well, she got the living metal to make the batteries. Yeah, but it was her idea. Like, she's done all the hard work. He's just profiting off of it. Right. And then he married somebody else. How dare he? And she had a thing for Mayakovsky also? Yeah, Mayak- she did. They were together. Mayakovsky's a player. I'm saying it don't like that's no why sense. like that's why everything happened because I guess she showed up at the bar she saw him with his new wife and they got into it and then Emily turned him into a bear. That's right. See, I got to mix up there for a second, but yeah, that was kind of crazy. It's I, everybody likes Mayakoski. He's he's a dick, but everybody likes him. Yes, he is. So and then he had the nerve to give her batteries to Emily. Uh huh. Yeah, she's not that happy about that boy. That's why she was going to jump off the roof because, you know, magic is dead and all this other stuff. So yeah, and the battery. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I know when we were at the Hedge Witch Bar, the guy said that for the first time in two months they got their first taste taste of magic. So did we know it's been only two months? No, we time? did not. We did. We knew it had been some time, but I didn't think we ever had a date on how long it had been. Okay, so Penny's only really been sick for two months. Right. Which has been in time where, you know, time stands still. So there's that. Yeah. So even then, it's gotten really bad, especially if he's spending most of his time where time stands still. Right. At the police station, everybody's there. And Mm -hmm. they have Lipson in handcuffs so she doesn't hurt herself. Alice has (laughs) the cat carrier. Mm -hmm. And the cat starts freaking out about. A little bit, and then explodes, and she walks off as a construction guy walks through. Uh huh. I had to love it. Yeah, um, our friend's cat was sick and exploded. You know, <laughs> like they do. Like it's just normal, and then nobody chased after her. No, she just leaves. It's like, oh, okay, Alice is gone. Her cat exploded. Huh. 
I'm just gonna leave well, this right here. Okay, let's go talk. Blood everywhere. Yeah, let's go. Let's go figure this out. And then we find out that at the end of it, the lamprey has moved in the queue. Yeah. Bum bum. I was just I was just glad he didn't leave the book sitting there. Oh yeah, I was worried about that too. I was like, oh my god, is he gonna leave it? No. Okay, he keeps it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So Q's in there somewhere. All right. So now, on to Fillory. On to Fillory. Okay. What's going on in Fillory? Well, apparently the kingdom is out of Mula, Do, the Cheddar, and they need to go to the Outer Islands, or so they tell the fairies and the other folk, uh, to collect taxes. But what they're really doing is they're searching for those seven keys. So uh, they're trying to, you know, convince everybody that this is what they need to do. And the fairy queen, she's all cool with it because she has her own plan. She knows that that's not really what they're up to, but she doesn't know all the details. So she's convinced Finn to go along with her baby log and their real baby, who's not a baby anymore. It's Frey, and she's kind of a teenager. Yeah, she is very much so. I'm glad that Finn finally left the log. Yeah, she really, she dropped that log. She's like, oh, come here, baby. It was so sweet. And Elliot's just like, no, you don't need to go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, that's not my kid. And Margo's like, "Uh, dude, she's imperious like you. That is your kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they have a boat. They have a boat who is sentient. And what was the boat's name? Did Uh, you catch it? uh, No, I did not catch it. I'll, I'll catch it on the next go round. Okay. Um, but yeah, the boat has its own mind, and if you insult the boat and call it an ass ditch, it will knock you overboard. So beware. Yes. Well, the boat has a personality, and much like the TARDIS, it's bigger on the inside than it is the outside. Yes, it is. And uh, did you see our good friend Roger Cross? I from did. A bunch of other shows. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, I was so glad to see him here. I love, 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 love him. He's been all things sci-fi. He was in Dark Matter most recently. So, yay, welcome back. In Continuum before that. He's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's in yes. a lot of shows. So, it's, yeah. I, I always love that when you're watching sci-fi shows because, you know, everything in the world is filmed in Vancouver. So, yes. you have so many of the same actors just show up on shows. You're like, hey, <laughs> you're still alive. All right, good. You didn't actually die. Cool. Yeah, awesome. well, It's always great to see him. <laughs> All right, so I love their explanation um, regarding Frey. Of course, the fairy queen calls her frail human, Frey for short. Uh-huh. Uh, and she explained it that time folds in on itself and accelerates differently in fairyland. So that's why she's older. Their two-month baby is not a baby at all. Well, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Okay. okay. So two months have passed on Earth and two months have passed in Fillory. Uh, yeah. I've been... Oh, we, the, is that the magic disappearing? Did we not talk about this at one point, or did we just talk about this not when we we're recording stuff? I think we talked about it like not when we were recording stuff. Because Fillory was supposed to exist in a different time frame, right? Because yeah. they stayed in Fillory, they came back, time ran faster in Fillory than it did on Earth. Yep. I'm going to go with its magic disappearing. That's what happened. Yeah. Because that's a simple way to fix the fact that um, Elliot and Margot can't leave. <laughs> so it would be, you know, 50 years down the road, they'd be old and screw up everything. So That's actually pretty cool. Thank you for fixing that, so, you guys. I like it when the, they're able to move back and forth. So, I, I think it was some creative uh, um, writing on that part to figure out that fix for that because it was all good and good in the uh, books and stuff like that, but it doesn't work that well for TV. 
I love how they just dropped it in there. I didn't even notice it when I was watching it the first time. Like, I, just because you and I are talking right now and I have my notes on it. Well, meant, we said two months here and she was only two months. Wait a minute. Hold up. And I, and okay. I bet a lot of people didn't catch that either. Because I'm pretty sure yeah. if I asked my wife, Tracy, she probably didn't catch the fact that time was supposed to move faster in Fillory. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they did a very good job of establishing that already. Yeah, but that was but nope, that was a change. season ago. So yeah. you hit you're up one season. So much has happened. You can yeah. make this little change. No one's going to know. No one's going to assume anything. Oh, it was magic. That could yeah. be the answer. And when they fix magic, okay, everything everything fixed in magic. This kind of still works this way. Yeah, and I'm down for that. Let's keep that. Let's do that. Because magic science. I'm down. There Let's go. Magic science. That's the hashtag. Magic science. Also magic science, mm-hmm. the magically growing babies. Okay, you know how much I love meta stuff. Like when when TV shows are completely aware of what they're doing and they they, they break that fourth wall for just a second and kind of talk to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of did that when Elliot and Margo were having the conversation where they're pop culture masters and they watch all the TV that I've ever watched. And so they're speaking to us, Brad. Uh, so they, they're like, yeah, so... The audience probably thinks that this is just the easy way for us to do this. Just like Angel and Twilight and Buffy did with having the babies just all of a sudden pop into being a teenager. Like, it just happens already. It's it's not tired. Like, we're going to do this differently than they've done it before. So I really like how, like, they they kind of brought in the pop culture element of it. I can always trust Margo and Elliot to do that. What was it? Buffy's just showed up or something like that? It was Buffy or Angel, the brother just showed up. Well, the Buffy Which they just that. showed up. Like she wasn't actually ever a baby, but like they thought, like Buffy thought that was her sister. Yeah. If you guys never saw it, all of a sudden Buffy suddenly has a sister in season. Was that season four? I think so. It's been so long. I was trying to remember which one it was. It's season four because um, season one is regular her. Season two is tortured angel. Season three is them being tortured together, and then him leaving. And then season four is her in college, and then with all of a sudden having Glory and a sister. Yeah. And then yeah. So there Stuff. you go. They explain things. Magic. They science. do explain things. Like this is why this makes sense. Like d- don't push you hard. Let it go. Let's keep going. Keep it moving. I love this show. Exactly. Um, and again, they talked about her un her unearned imperiousness, and she gets that straight off from her father. And Finn couldn't be happier, and she's not crazy anymore, which I love. Uh, and then she has a conversation with him about heroic live heroes versus dead morons. And he's like, yeah, I know the difference. Food tasters. And she's like, no, one dumb decision. So let's not make one dumb decision. If it comes between being brave and being, I mean, I can't read what that says. Smart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You be brave and be or be smart. So always be smart, Brad. Don't well, be brave. And then she Walk got away. all, you know, chinny and she started almost getting ready to break down there because she knows <gasps> we live in a dangerous place now. Brad. Can mm-hmm. I just say how much I love those two? Like, I it's know. not a sexual thing, but they're soulmates. I, they are. They're totally. Yeah. Like, I, I adore those two. She would be lost without him. And they would be I lost without it, each other. Yeah, exactly. So <sighs> best I, show. They're, they're the best. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with staying in Fillory and dropping. Okay, I want to follow Josh. Yeah, I don't want to drop anybody. I, I kind of love all the different characters because they, they all have different, entirely different personalities. And it's interesting to see the different trouble they all get into. But yeah, Elliot and Margo are special beasts for us. Yeah, I, it's Quentin still. Uh, he's on my No, no, spot. Quentin's gotten so much better. He has, but he's still on my low spot. I want everybody else. I want everybody else. That's my whole thing. Uh, yeah, I those two, that scene, it was awesome. It had impact. 
Because yeah, you know oh, that girl. you don't want to go against Margaret to destroy her because she'll screw, uh, she'll get you. And she looked flawless throughout this episode with her eye patches. First with the black eye patch and then with this cute little gold one. I love her eye patches that match today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always perfect. We talked about that for Maxwell, my dog. Oh, poor Maxwell. Oh, what is, Brad, we'll talk off screen okay. about the things he likes. I'm sending you guys a care package. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, my dog, my 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 little puppy dog had some surgery done to him because he had glaucoma. So he actually had to have an eye removed. And we were kind of joking, in fact, that he needs, if he was a girl dog, we'd be like Margo and he'd just have a different color eye patch for each day. <laughs> I mean, he could be a boy dog and have a different color patch for each different day. He's just a diva dog. He wants awesome. A, he says he wants a parrot. I said, no, I'm drawing. I got to draw a line somewhere. Um, he wants to be a pirate. I don't know. Um, anyhow. Aww. <laughs> And he's doing well. He's, he's he's fine. He's he's medicated. He's good to go. Okay. Hey, he's medicated like, helps. Yeah, it, medicated does help. He looks like he <laughs> he looks like he lost a boxing match, but he's doing fine. So. Poor thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, enough of my dog. Let's get back on to uh, magicians. Okay. So uh, they make it to the outer islands, the first outer island, and they come across this group of people. And our our lovely Elliot proclaims himself their king without even introducing himself, yep. of course, because he's Elliot. I am your king. Who's your leader? <laughs> oh, it's just the father. Yep. And, of course, that dude has a key. And Elliot's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you for the key. Well, first, you know, Father Pose, he's, he's praying and getting ready for, to fight the demon who's coming to kill us. And, oh you know, really? Elliot's there's like, an coming. of course, there's something coming to get you. <laughs> and yeah, so that whole thing happens. It's a shadow bat coming to get him. And you know, when everybody went for cover, and the one guy was just out there walking about, yeah, kind of knew that he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. So yeah. So did nobody tell him that the shadow bat was coming? You think he would have known? I mean, everybody else runs for cover, everybody, and that I, dude's just hanging out. I know. Is there a thing? I don't know. That was kind of weird. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, they get out, and he's dead, because that's what the shadow bat does. Except Frey takes a look, and she's like, uh, the shadow bat leaves a lot more damage than that. And then Finn's awesome knowledge about knife making comes in handy. Well, because her father was a knife maker. Yes. Like, this is a, a wound from a knife. Like, this is an awesome family. I love these guys. So, of course, Elliot is all like, huh, let me try something. Hand over that key, buddy. And here comes the shadow bat. And he shows everyone that this dude has been playing them all and actually killing people to keep them all under control. Mm -hmm. And they're not too happy about that. Because yeah, they're really not. He leaves them at their mercy. Or, yeah. Yeah, he, he takes the key and leaves them. And little screams from the back. And he just comes and walks away. I'm thinking, yeah, he deserved that. I think he abandons that kingdom. I don't think he's coming back. Who, Elliot? Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to leave them to rule themselves. Yeah, they'll let him go. One key yeah. down, six to go. Yeah, he just needs the keys. He doesn't actually want to rule anyone. And you know, he actually doesn't really want to collect any taxes either, something that little Frey notices. Uh-huh. And she gets sent to her room. Well, that was, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, so Frey uh, tells her off first, and then Elliot's like, my turn. Go to your room, and she does a teenage eye roll thing on him and uh -huh. goes, which cracks me up the fact that she went to her room because she's working for the fairy queen, but she's like, fine, dad, oh, whatever. Mom, dad are mad at me. I, I love that fact. It was just the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. 
Like it's it's interesting to see how they guys uh, relate and react to each other. Like she probably doesn't know how to act around them anyway. She's been living around fairies all this time. But even so, you think she would be more commanding or whatever, bolder or whatever, not take, you know, she doesn't care about them. So, but yet she's listening to them. Well, I think she does kind of care about them. She may be like, she's been away for maybe 16 years. Whereas they've only been missing her for two months. Like she's had all this time to kind of wonder what they were like and who they could be like. And she's probably had some time around humans before, or I don't know, but she's had time to speculate. And so now all of a sudden here they are. Mm hmm. Yeah, and what's going to happen? Well, ah. it's a weird little family, that's for sure. It's a cool little family. So that uh, about covers it for that one. You got any yeah. more? Oh, um, just I love the fact that they can had the continuity going on um, earlier with Katie and Joel seeing each other for the first time in two months. Uh, Katie's still really pissed. Yeah, just a little bit. She has good reason to be pissed, too. Oh, she does. She does. But she also has a good reason to work with everybody. Like, she wants to take care of poor Penny. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Um, So she ends up going back and stealing the last battery from Emily to take to Penny. But uh, he looks really bad when she finally sees him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not looking any better. Yeah. Yep. So we got more on that next week. I guess we're going to have to see how he uh, turns out, huh? Yeah. All right, then. Well, if you're not there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other amazing writers over there. A lot of awesome work coming out. we got a lot new, uh, couple new writers coming on with us, so we got some more fandoms coming. Stuff like that. Check it out, man. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And also be sure to check in with our girl, Meg Bonnie. She's doing the written recaps for the magicians. Yes, she is. Meg has some great stuff out there, so check her out. Actually, just check out all Meg's stuff, too, because she's awesome. Yeah. So I think that about wraps it up for this week. And so next time, beware of men in bear suits. Wow. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.